Welcome into My Retirement Clarity. Got a good show coming up for you. Are we on the brink of a retirement renaissance or are there stormy seas ahead? This episode, we're going to jump into the pressing issues of Social Security, healthcare, taxes, stock market trends, and of course, long-term care. And whether you're an eternal optimist or you're a cautious pessimist, this episode will equip you with the perspectives to plan your retirement years with confidence as we ask the long-standing question, is it glass half full or half empty? We'll have Lee answer that next here on My Retirement Clarity. It's time for the My Retirement Clarity Podcast with Lee Perkins, financial planner and president of JL Perkins Wealth Management. Get ready for a good dose of inspiration, simplicity, implementation, and of course, clarity on how to successfully prepare for retirement and grow and preserve your wealth. Here's Ben George with Lee Perkins. Great to have you back on My Retirement Clarity. I'm Ben George with Lee Perkins. Lee, how you doing today? Good, man. Things are going well. I hope all is well with you. I heard you had a, 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 a traveling uh, an airline trip, taking a couple of couple of kids, a couple of toddlers with you. How was that? Yeah, a three-year-old and a two-month-old uh, across to Denver, nonstop, three, three-and-a-half-hour flight. It was uh, much better than I ever expected. I, I mean, I, I can't lie, Lee. I've been thinking about it for like two months about yeah. how bad the plane flight was going to be with the two-month-old. <laughs> just because he, like, he's he's a good crier. When he starts crying, he can turn it up a notch. And it just, uh, I just yeah. envisioned that on the airplane. But he was right. great. Mom did great um, just kind of holding him. And he slept the entire way back, which was uh, pretty incredible. That's so, good. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot. And it's going to take some time to recover from all that because we got back super late. But um, all in all, I'm glad it happened and glad we were able to get him. It's one of those things when you look back and you're like, oh, what were you worried about? And you're glad yeah. you did it. But Getting into that point was was tough, but I'm glad we did. Yep. Anytime I'm out, you know, we're outside uh, waiting to board, and you see see that person that's got a a kid that's mm-hmm. crying. I'm like, you know what? I, I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna probably sit right next to them, <laughs> right behind them. But um, and I, that's happened once or twice, but it hadn't been as bad as as I thought that it would be. So all good. Yeah, it could have been bad on our flight home. We had there was uh, in front of us there was two kids about the same age as mine. And then to the right of us, there was another like one year old. So wow. I'm sure anybody that was around us just was just not happy about where they were. But everybody Probably. did pretty well. There's only a little bit of crying. So it, yeah, it could have good. been a disaster, but it wasn't. So that's good. We move forward. But today, Lee, we're, we're looking ahead as well to the future of retirement in America. Things have changed a lot, but. I want to kind of have some fun with this with you and look at both sides of the coin because, look, there's plenty of negative news out there. We don't look at the positive side, but we also want to be realistic, right? We want to be we want to be honest with with what we think and, and how you feel, but we also, you know, want to look at some of the the positive side and the optimistic outlook on things. So, I got a few things I want to run through you today and try to break it down. I'll have you kind of go both sides of the coin for us. Okay. That'll work. Let's start with Social Security then. Uh, the stability of the system. It's obviously a, there's a lot of concern, a lot of questions, and I know you get them all the time. Let's start off. Let's start off with the optimistic view. Lee. What's the what's the glass half full view on Social Security right now? Yeah. So so I, I and I would say this will be the camp that I would lean in. I, I am more okay. the optimi- take the optimistic position on this because. I, we know that Social Security is in trouble. We know that there are things that have to be done. But I also know that it would be political suicide for somebody to attempt to fix it. Um, 
just because it would impact a lot of people. And you have to remember the number one job of a politician, and that is to get reelected. And so the last time there was a major change to Social Security was, was really back in 1983, and that's when Ronald Reagan and Tip O'Neill got together, and they sort of, you know, the, the story goes they did this over an expensive bottle of bourbon. But anyway, they made a few changes at that time, and that's when Social Security first became taxable for a lot of people. So, you know, politicians don't want to aggravate the, the voter base, and uh, there are things they could do. They could increase the cap of what's taxable. I think it's right now it's $160,200. And so if, if being, if I make $160,200 and you make $3 million, we're going to pay the same amount uh, of social security taxes. Cause that's, that's cap. So that's something right. that they could do. Uh, they could also increase the rate. Um, right now you pay 6.2% and your employer matches another 6.2. So they could, certainly drive that number up a little bit. But I think that, you know, they'll probably wind up cutting benefits for, for younger people, maybe raise raise the age in the future. Because, you know, if you change a benefit for somebody that's in their 20s or 30s, they're probably not paying attention. But I don't really have too much of a concern about Social Security if, you, if you're in your 50s right now, that they're going to figure out a way to prop it up. Well, you're on the the half full side. What is that that half empty side. I know we hear the worst, like it's going to go away completely. Is that the half empty view? Yeah, it is. And I think that's a little unwarranted because, you know, they will, they will figure out a way. I mean, think of all of the money that we just magically out of thin air figured out how to, to send over to Ukraine. Uh, and, and I'm not picking one side where they're not, that's right or wrong, but there's always money. And when the, and when the government can, can control how much of it they they have or they they acquire or either they print uh they, they'll figure it out so yeah i'm not i'm not worried about social security all right well what about health care uh another thing that is really plagued retirements because of the affordability it's really not even retirement it's just anybody trying to afford health care right now is, is it's been so difficult so i know there are two kind of opposing camps here as well there are some people that are positive about some changes that could happen but there are also people that really don't see an end in sight in terms of when there's these increases and in, in premiums and prices and just price tags in general are going to slow down so which side are you on yeah, so I, I am on the half-empty side here. Mm. So I, let me kind of address the, the glass half-full thing. People will say, you know, technology continues to advance, and, and it does, and, and people will say that that can potentially reduce cost. I don't really subscribe to that because if, if a healthcare company invents, you know, a, a drug or some kind of procedure or product or something like that, they it takes them a long, long time for, for that treatment to become affordable. So... Um, yeah, I, I'm not looking for the, the, uh, those folks in that industry to try to save us, save us a lot of money. Hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm just not. And, and, and you could also say that on that, on that side of the coin, on the glass half full, that, you know, there's more pre- preventative medicine, things like that, that can help, help, um, you know, help people live longer, but also create a little bit of competition between providers. Uh, they're, they're all greedy, so they're, they're going to be slow to pull prices down. But I, overall, I'm just not in a, in a, I don't have a great feeling about health insurance. Um, it, it really is just sort of a necessary evil. And there's tons and tons of waste and fraud, but there's a lot of big, big money involved. And these companies, you know, they are beholden to their, their shareholders. Um, so at the end of the day, I think we're just sort of at the mercy of all the providers, the, 
you know, the pharmaceutical companies, but also the regulators. I mean, there's tons of those, tons of red tape involved in all this. And so I think in the future, we're going to see more programs like MediShare. Um, I think Samaritan, not Samaritan's Purse. There's, there's a couple of other that are sort of those Christian sharing ministries, uh, sort of a self-pay sharing system. I think those are going to become more popular in the future and gain a little bit of, um, a little bit of steam. Yeah, it definitely feels like something needs has got to give at some point here. I'm just kind of in the camp of I just got to wait and actually see it happen before I believe that it will. But something right. has to change because things shouldn't be so expensively. I mean, if anybody's kind of gone through a major procedure or had anything significant on the healthcare side, it's alarming and it's pretty eye opening how much things cost. I mean, a lot of times insurance will cover things, but you still look at the breakdown of it and it's just absurd how much things cost. It is. And I had a client not too long ago tell me that there's a drug that they're recommended they're they're going through cancer and there's a drug that's i want to say it's eighteen thousand dollars a month and they were having to pay they paid it for two months and then all of a sudden they something happened to where they they got it down now now it only cost them like 75 dollars a month so some something's not right for that for that to happen it 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 ain't eighteen thousand or seventeen thousand, and it ain't seventy five dollars. It's somewhere in between. Yeah. But there, there's just a lot of there's a lot of fluff and a lot of padding of of money there. So mm-hmm. it, it just gets back to what we always say: money is the the root of all evil. Um, if you know, it can provide a lot of blessing, of course, but um, definitely causes a lot of problems too when people overcharge for things. Hey, folks, Lee Perkins here. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time. You know how much I hate taxes, and I know you probably do too. Our politicians are completely out of control. Their spending is off the chart, and you've got to be prepared for increasing taxes in the future. So we've written a book called Diffuse, Seven Steps to Protecting Your 401k or IRA from the Ticking Tax Time Bomb. You're going to want to grab a copy of this book and learn how you can protect yourself. Then you'll have to decide if you want to take action right now or if you'd rather wait until the IRS changes the rules of the game. Either way, the choice is yours. To get a free copy of the book, just text the word DEFUSE to 478-475-2050. That's D-E-F-U-S-E to 478-475-2050. And we'll send you a free copy. Thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. We're talking about the future of retirement in America, looking at it from a glass half full and a glass half empty perspective and seeing kind of which side Lee leans towards. Again, if you have questions for startwithtalkwithlee.com. You can schedule a meeting there. Again, talkwithlee.com. Taxes. We're hitting all the big ones today. Lee. Tax rates in the next decade. Um, I think most opinions I hear is that they're going up. So I'm curious what the glass half full um, view is and what the half empty approach is. Yeah, I, I, I might just take a hard pass on the half full thing because if there's <laughs> anybody out there thinking that, that taxes are going to stay the same or decrease, um, I think you're probably just being delusional. Um, I, I just ha- I haven't heard anybody. I mean, I literally have not heard a single person who's in that camp um, who could make a, a, a logical argument that taxes are going to stay the same or go down. It's just it's not going to happen. It's a math problem. So... Um, like I said, I, I'm as confident in taxes increasing as I am about anything. And so w- what are what are politicians best at? Well, their number one objective is to get, get reelected, like I just said. But what are they best at? They're best at spending money, hmm. spending other people's money. 
So they've got unlimited access to money. I mean, there's, there's no limits. They change the rules when they need more. And what they've done now over the last several years, it's just really been highlighted in the last three or so, is they've trained an entire generation of people to come to them for assistance. Now, and I'm not talking about necessary things for, for you know, people that are mentally challenged and have true situations where they need something. I'm talking about people who are able-bodied people who are able to go out and earn a living for themselves. They, they've trained this whole generation to come to them. And so I think what's happened is, is, you know, this sounds a little crude, but the nectar from the government teat is very, very sweet. And people just line up in droves. And, and there's organizations out there that teach people how to exploit the system. And that, that's, that's crazy. And so this is why I, I really kind of make it a, a mission of, me to, to, of mine to help people prepare for this. And I've been doing this for a long time. But, but I, I'll tell you this, you know, I, I'm also, I would say, a, on the glass half empty side of people actually implementing a strategy to address this. Yeah. Because everybody agrees the tax rates are going to increase. Everybody. But I'll tell you that probably 15% of less than 15 or a little bit less than 15% of the people that I talk to about addressing taxes now, which sometimes means go ahead and pay taxes today at a known rate versus continuing to defer until later and then paying at an unknown rate, less than 15% of people actually follow through with this plan. So again, I think at some point in the future, one day they're going to wake up and regret that decision. Yeah. I feel like this one is almost, you're kind of um, half full or half empty on just the government in general. Right. And, and I think it's hard to be optimistic about kind of where we're heading our political system. It just seems like it's all out of whack right now. So hopefully yeah. those things will change and tax rates will be a, a positive in the future, but yeah. we'll see. So, so Ben, why don't we, this will be a good time for us to just plug the diffuse book yep. i know we hadn't done it on the last few shows we were actually out of books for a while because so many people have ordered the book so we've got a new shipment coming in so if you want a copy of the the book that that we co-authored with a buddy of mine on how to help you be prepared for increasing taxes in the future just text the word diffuse d-e-f-u-s-e to 478-475-2050 and we will send you a free copy of that book and then when you get that book don't just read it or, or set it aside take action don't don't be um in the 85 percent of people that don't do something make make something happen yeah no you always had some great feedback on that book and i'm glad that we've been able to help a lot of people out just by sending that out and getting it out to them so again if you if you have an interest in that please do not hesitate to reach out it's uh free of charge just a kind of a thank you for listening to the podcast so uh take full advantage of that all right let's uh go through a couple more here lee long-term care options we got the baby boomer generation that is retiring in, in droves right now, and those long term long term care is expensive. And we, we we hit on it all the time. So, which side of this are you on? And and kind of break down the the half full and half empty for me. Yeah. So so I I'm definitely on the half empty side of this as well. Okay. Uh, you know, the half full folks would say, hey, there's you know again kind of like the the healthcare part, more technology, more um, more facilities that are specialized on on with with this kind of group of people but man it's super super expensive so that is part of what makes me half half empty on this but you can also look at the number of insurance companies who are still in the business to provide long-term care insurance that that has that's reduced drastically over the last 10 years now there's only just a handful maybe three or four companies who are 
are serious players in the health insurance business, and there used to be a lot of them, but a lot of those folks got out of the business because they had a diff very difficult time pricing it. So um, you're, you're now going to wind up with, you know, Jen Worth or, or John Hancock or just a few other, some of the big players that are still in it. So again, costs are just impossible to predict going forward. But kind of like taxes, most people won't address this problem. It's one of those things that they think is going to wind up happening to somebody else and not to them. So, you know, we just try to make sure people at least consider it and sort of count the costs. Um, another reason that I'm, I'm half empty on this is we're living longer, not necessarily better. Uh, so I think this leads to more people needing more care but the problem is we've got a shortage of people who want to provide that care, and that's going to lead to higher prices. So it's kind of like this vicious cycle that we're in. Yeah. Um, but anyway, and, and, and to that same thing, we're like I, I just referenced, we're, we're living longer, and a lot of people say, well, that's great. You know, medicine lets us live longer. But uh, we're not, you know, it's not necessarily are we living healthier and as we get more expensive i mean as we get older it gets more expensive and i like to i've used the illustration of thinking of, of our our body sort of like a car mm -hmm. when it, when the car is new or when we're young things are great that that car is shiny uh, we look good we look better but as we mm -hmm. get older things don't work the way they used to things break and that shiny sort of wears off but un unlike a car you can't just go trade in in the body and get a new one there are times i certainly wish that i could um, so maintenance becomes super, super important as, as, as you get older. So you just got to take care of yourself now. Do, do whatever you can do to be as healthy as you can before you get old to exercise and do those kind of things. And, and if you take care of yourself, it, it's really going to wind up saving you money in the future. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the, the most important thing right now with, you know, with long-term care and healthcare, which we both discussed already on the show is just. The only thing you can control is your is, is how you take care of your body, right? And that's that's kind of the the one thing you should focus on right now. And, and you can worry about these things all you want to, Lee, but they're out of your control, right? That's correct. You got it. All right, one more. And I know this one's tough. This is probably the toughest one for you to do because we can't predict the stock market. No one can. And if we could, we would be on a beach somewhere or on the river and, and not uh, not doing anything but playing pickleball and, and hanging out. But there you go. the stock market, Lee, next five to ten years, are you taking a – Half full or half empty approach to this? Well, I, I'm definitely going to take a half full view of this. Okay. People that are half empty are people who are consumed with news and the gloom and doom uh, of, of what's going on. Uh, people tune into the what I call the the financial pornography networks, and so there's there's something always that they have to talk about. So so people that live in that world, those are ones that are you know. That, that live in the half-empty camp. Um, I'm bullish because I believe in the stock market long-term. Uh, history is on my side. Mm -hmm. We know that markets are cyclical. They always go up and, and they always go down. Um, and, and I'm not going to say that over the next two years or three years, maybe you know the market could go down. I have no way of knowing that. I mean, we said on the show before, I, I literally have a crystal ball in my office that I refer to when somebody asks me to predict what hmm. the market is going to do over a, a short period of time. But I do know this, over a long period of time, the market always wins. It it, it just does. I've, I've got a chart that I show when people come in the office, and it, it just shows the S&P 500 returns for the year and also shows how far down the market went down during the year. But in 32 of the last 43 years, 
the S&P 500 was up. So it was positive. And it, there's a few years when it was down. And there were years where it was down during the year, but didn't finish down near as much. So you just have to be disciplined. Uh, but most people can't, don't maintain discipline. Um, right. I see this play out all the time. Just uh, about two weeks ago, I had a client come in and he wanted us to move some of his money to cash. And, and I asked him if something had changed in his situation. And, and he said, no, he just thinks Joe Biden is slipping because he saw a, a video montage on Fox of <laughs> Joe Biden struggling to put a sentence together. And, and I just want to say, man, that's been going on since day one, since the day that guy was elected. It's nothing new. Um, and, and just for context for this client situation, he's done this about three or four times now. And each time is because he told me he had a feeling. And you know what, Ben? You know how many times he's guessed right? Not a single time. Jeez. Not a single time. And if I sort my clients by best performing to worst performing, that guy's right at the bottom. He is right at the bottom. And I hope he listens to this podcast. I know he does not, but I wish he would. Yeah. Because I, I just need him to, well, he's he hears it from me all the time, so maybe he won't <laughs> listen. <laughs> well, it's an important message, uh, and it's a good one to kind of end on there, but you know, as we look at this, it seems like you're kind of mixed across the board on the future of retirement in general. I guess if I had to say, Lee, just if we took a bigger, broader just view of this, because retirement's changed quite a bit over the last 50 years, are you taking a half full or half empty approach just in general on retirement over the next couple of decades? I'm, I'm very bullish on that because retirement can be whatever you want it to be, and you can only control what you can control. And a lot of the things that we talked about here may not be um, you know, some things are going to be beyond your control. But what I do know is you didn't work your entire lifetime to work until the day, the day that you die. So mm -hmm. I, I'm in the business of helping people determine when they can best be prepared for retirement. And, and if the numbers work, we want them to, to make that decision without regrets um, and, and be able to retire and do whatever they want to do, whenever they want to do it. So you know, it, it gets complicated. Life gets more complicated as you get older, and that's what we're that's what we're there to do is to help people just have the absolute best retirement they can have. Well, if you want help with that and want to go through some of these things that we've talked about today, talkwithlee.com. You can schedule a meeting there. Just log on talkwithlee.com. You'll see a bunch of options on the calendar. Find a time that works for you. Boom, plug it in, and you'll be on the calendar and leave. For those that, that do that, what do they need to expect? Uh, what's that next step? Yeah, so all that does is get you uh, set up a phone call with me, and then we're, we're just basically, during that phone call, me learning a little bit about your situation and to see if I think I can add value. And, uh, and if I think I can, then we'll have you in the office, or if you're not in uh, in this area, we just recently had somebody from, from Louisiana reach in, uh, reach out to us, and we've done a couple of Zoom meetings with him. Uh, so that that's that that would be the next step for somebody side of town. And then after that, we'll just kind of paint a picture of where you are versus where you want to be, and we'll show you how we think we can help you. And then you make the decision whether or not you want to come aboard and uh, become a client. So that's it. All right, very good. Well, hopefully you have a, a half a full approach to your life and your planning. But the best thing to do is sit down with someone and start sorting through all these issues and your items and, and just making sure everything's on track for retirement. Again, talkwithlee.com and myretirementclarity.com, the two websites to visit. Lee, thanks for your time as always. We appreciate it and we'll do it again soon. Thanks, Ben. Lee Perkins here, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the show today. 
If you like our podcast, we would be honored if you would share the show with others. And one great way to do that is by posting the show to your social media pages or by just telling others about it. Either way, we would really appreciate it. And of course, if you do enjoy the show, we would appreciate it if you would give us a five-star review. And this certainly helps other people like you find our show. And if you want to learn a little more about our firm and how we help people have the best retirement they can possibly have, go check us out at www.myretirementclarity.com. There are a lot of great resources that you can access directly on the website. And of course, if you want to have a conversation with me, you can visit www.talkwithlee.com. And this will take you directly to my calendar. And there you can schedule a 15-minute phone call so I can learn a little bit more about your situation. Of course, everybody is not a great fit for our firm, but if I think we can add value and put you in a better situation, I'll let you know and we can certainly talk about the next steps. So thanks again for tuning into the show and we'll catch you next time. Investment advisory services are offered by JL Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.